I have a prop. Oh no. Oh, don't, don't be scared. Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode 201, officially in the 200s of the Erasable Podcast. Um, we are uh, starting our part one of our Erasable Spellcast Dungeons & Dragons campaign um, that we kind of uh, talked through last time, and uh, very excited about it. And of course, still here with our our Dungeon Master uh, and favorite um, favorite novel author, Monica Corwin. Hey, Monica. Hey, I'm excited to be here. Yeah. We have our characters set up. We have, I went out and I bought a bunch of dice. They're chonky boys. There's some big, big old dice. I even have a little like thing to put them in. Um, Yeah, we are, we are ready to go. So before we do that real quick, I guess, you know, we, we have to, you know, say what we're keeping notes and, and records of this this campaign with so monica what what pencil are you using today or pen it's fine too i've got both so i've got the palomino golden bear yay and then i've got a sarasa clip zebra pokemon edition pen that i'm using oh and then i'm keeping my notes in my irish field notes nice i love that awesome. yeah. yeah tim how about you uh i am using a musgrave pencil king and I've also got a item 32 pencil. Oh, nice. oh yeah. The nice, um, found one of those in my stash. So I pulled that out the other day and I'm using field notes as well. I'm using the Amber craft plus nice field note right now. Very nice. And uh, Ralph Rex. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm going with themed vessel. I have the, the golden bear. I'm sorry, golden, the golden sword and black weight 20. The high and class golden sword. <laughs> really good. That's the crisp paper that was misprinted on one side. For taking a note. Nice. Oh, and um, I'm scratching extra stuff into my arm with my oh twenty. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> oh, perfect. Yeah. Have, do you have you have some spells that require like a blood oath or something like that, or <laughs> pour a little bit of fountain pen ink in there? <laughs> How that works. Got some shimmer ink. And speaking of spells, really I think for a new tattoo. <laughs> speaking of spells, I think Monica uh, just had a disembodied hand, just like hand her a soft drink. I don't know what spell you used to get that, but <laughs> the husband is I, wonderful I, spell. <laughs> I can say I have that spell. I have a spell <laughs> called Magic Hand that I think does. Like, that's basically what it does. I can send like a hand to go get something. And uh, I am uh, using. I should have gotten my tabletop D and D. Blackwing, but I I do not have that, so I'm here with my my Van Dyke looking Blackwing Eras Ooh, pencil, nice. which which I've been using a lot of, which I really like. They're so great. Yeah, and I'm I'm writing in my my look term. That's... For those of you on the Patreon who can watch the video, we most of us have virtual backgrounds, and it just sort of fades <laughs> fades out into the background. <laughs> so Entertaining just... to see what will fade and what will yeah show. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So cool. I'm not going to hand it over to you and uh, yeah, we'll launch into this magical world. Great. I'm a little nervous because last time I played D&D, &D, my dice were not doing me any favors. So 
<laughs> on that note, I'll just do a little brief rundown on the dice so you kind of know what you're looking at. And I'll help you. If I tell you to roll something, I'll help you and show you what it looks like when it comes up if need be. So we have the D20, which is the, the one you'll be rolling most. Um, I'm just pulling something out here so I can be ready. You've got, at your level, you've got some D6s. Those will be used. You've got D8s. Obviously, it's based on the sides of the dice, so that'll be easier. That's that's a D10. So D8 is the like goldy color one, and orange one is the D10. And you might also occasionally use the very pointy, don't drop on your floor like Legos, D4s. <laughs> now, the, the D4s have, have three different numbers on them. Does it? I, I assume it matters which one is just like pointing up. Yep, it's the one that's pointing up is the roll that you'll do. Okay. All right. I think that is pretty much. There's there's a the d the d10 has a like a variant here. I'll show you just so you know. We probably won't use it. Um. So you'll see this d10 has just single numbers, and this d10 has double numbers. You use them mm -hmm. to roll together to make d100. Hmm. Um, right, so that that I'll just put. It couple there i don't think we'll need them and then the last one would be the d12 12 sides you guys shouldn't be there might be some spells or something that has damage with d12 or um, attacks but probably not at your level right now all right um all right. just a just a couple little housekeeping sort of things i usually with my players i don't think it's gonna be a thing with you guys but no player versus player so you can't attack your fellow party members. Johnny, um, I challenge you. <laughs> unless you're like joking around or playing or something. That's, that's a little bit different, but not seriously attack. And then basically, if there is a ruling I make that you disagree with, oh, you guys are all new, so you guys wouldn't know if I screwed up anyway. So it's fine. <laughs> but basically, I always tell my players if I make a ruling and you know it's wrong, if I've like miscalculated or just done something completely wrong, if you show me where it is in the, the rules, I'll absolutely retcon it for you, and you can do whatever you want. But I don't think that'll matter either. Not today. Our lives are in your hands. <laughs> All right. Everybody got their dice? Yes. Everybody got their character yep. sheet? Yes. Yes. Cool. All right. Then let's dive in. Just to give the listeners a sort of little taste of kind of what we're doing here, I'm just going to like read the little blurb that we kind of made for the, the little two-part session. Embark on an epic journey in the enshrouded realm of Graphia, a land veiled in ancient curses and enigma. As darkness threatens to engulf this mystic plane, a brave bond of a brave band of adventurers rallies together, fueled by an unbreakable bond of friendship and a collective intellect that defies all odds. And coffee. Race. I'm sorry. And coffee. <laughs> and coffee. <laughs> uh, in a race against time, they forge ahead, relying on synergy and wit to navigate. Through the veils of mystery and danger, their ultimate quest to unearth the legendary Eternal Quill and the salv and salvage not only the doomed land, but their own fates as well. Will their camaraderie and ingenuity prevail, or will the shadows of Graphia consume all? Step into the thrilling saga and find out. I feel like I should have like one of those deep like announcer voices to read that. But... In the world. In <laughs> the world gone crazy. In the world gone crazy. So as a reminder for last time, everybody was given some sort of stationary-based kit. So we will say one part of that stationary kit, your choice, has has depleted, and you need to go refill. So you, let's say we will put you guys in 
So kind of just sort of to give you like a brief, I kind of like to kind of keep things a little fluid. I have a general outline of where I'm going, but I also like to, I like to be surprised. So sometimes if you guys take it somewhere else that I'm like, we're going to go see what <laughs> happens. So I like to I like to be willy nilly. So I kind of come up with stuff as we go and I write it down in my notebook so I keep track of what, what happened so I can reference later. So we'll put you guys on the Sword Coast, which is a popular D&D location. So that's where you're going to start. We'll have you start in just a little, a little village. And you all find yourself in a... So the village we're going to call is called Alandriol. And you find yourself in a little shop. So stepping through the ornate wood door, the first thing to greet you is the faint scent of ancient parchment, enchanted ink, and a hint of dragon's breath, dimly lit by hovering fairy lights. The shop is a cozy maze of wooden shelves, each laden with exotic items. You walk in the store, and each of you will see a couple of their patrons filling around. That would be each other. And there's a tall counter at the back of the store. Think kind of like Gringotts at the very back. There's just like this tall counter mm. with the with a wizened, very old turtle standing behind it. And for those who don't know what a turtle is, it is like a human sized turtle. And he's got white, like a white beard and like a little fuzz of hair just poking out the sides of his head like that. And he, he's just he's he's really old. <laughs> and he's just sitting there at the counter watching you guys sort of peruse his shop. Most of his wares are out on the shelves. He doesn't sell a ton of stuff that is exotic or really hard to find. So, yeah, what would you like to do? I think I'm standing back near near the case, and I approach the turtle, and I'm looking specifically for the good stuff, like the like the Blackwing Two Elevens of like these these old <laughs> magical pencils. So. I try trying to remember which which inventory it is that's depleted. It's probably I think I have the painter supply in my Yes. Uh, yeah. So Yeah, I was actually gonna ask that. Like I knew I had I had the calligrapher supply, but what was the other one? Because I need uh, to, the, the other one was navig na was that a forgery or navigator supplies? Mm, mm -hmm. I can't remember which one. I don't have that notebook out. I feel like my Sam, my character, he'd be walking around he's a he's a musician or he's like a Bard, he travels and he performs, so he doesn't have much money. So he's probably looking for the best deal he can. He's he's scouting the clearance section. Uh, <laughs> he's looking for something that he can make the most out of little. Um, and, do me a quick favor. Doing. I'm sorry mm -hmm. for interrupting you. Um, do me yeah. a quick favor. I will just go around, have each of you say your your name, your character name, and just yeah, a yeah. brief description of what you look like or, slash what you're wearing. Similar kind of how you just did, but just, just for the listeners, so they kind of know what to imagine as they're going through this. So sure. let's start with so Jimmy I, at the top. Yeah. Yeah. I just see him up there. So. Uh, yeah, I am. I just changed my, my Zoom name. I am Andros Golden Bear, and I am a, a nobleman warlock. And what do I look like? In my head, I, I, I picture Dr. Orpheus from the Venture Brothers. <laughs> just kind of like that. I'm probably wearing just like a... Get away, Pumpkin, you may have one pudding pop. 
Um, I, I think I'm wearing this kind of like fairly long robes and I'm really, I'm really into discovering sort of like the science of creativity. So I'm, I probably have like it adorned with like, to sort of colorful painting, painting themes. And yeah, I probably have a very, you know, warlockian kind of like neat trim beard and probably pretty tall and, and very, very noble looking. Do you have any visible weapons or bags? I have a bag, no visible weapons. I, I, yeah, don't think maybe, maybe this wouldn't be good for me in the longer run, but I, I, I don't think I carry weapons. At least I don't carry just kind of weapons out in the open. So just a, just a bag and some, some robes and there's no idea what I'm hiding underneath that cape, underneath that robe. For the listeners, I will add, I gave everybody, was it 300 or 500 gold did I give you guys to shop for supplies? Three million. Three million. <laughs> Three million. <laughs> yeah, no problem. <laughs> Just, just to let everybody know, I gave them some gold so they can buy some equipment and armor and stuff. Oh, nice. Uh, Johnny, you want to go next? Sure. I'm a, a tiny little wood elf with red hair and olive complexion. And uh, Andy stole my answer. I'm a thief in a cloak, and you can't see anything. Like, maybe my little pointed, pointed elvish nose. And I am sort of wary of humans. I'm looking for revenge. Because I was a bookbinder, and some barbarian humans came and raided the bindery and killed my master binder. And when I was going to become something more than a apprentice, so, yeah, I'm pissed and I hunt them all down. Okay. You're like they're always after me, Lucky Charms. <laughs> <laughs> We're taking me all. Right, Tim. Uh, my character is Sonic Stoneback, and he was he's a traveling bard musician. He used to be a part of a group of these three, and that group split, or sort of like in a, in a very sudden moment. One of them was found dead. One of them was found was not found. He was missing. So one of them was missing. He still hasn't tracked down or figured out what happened in that scenario. It was a fight between the two, but he just had to venture off on his own, visibly. He looks like the picture that I pulled is not like very well dressed, kind of, kind of a little bit, a little bit frumpy, but like sturdy. So I'm thinking of this, I have this picture of, I don't even remember where I saw this or why this came out of mind, but it's perfect. Keanu Reeves smoking a cigarette, <laughs> but he's like, basically he's got these like sort of chunky, like boots. Is it the one where he's on the park bench um, and just sort of like chilling? No, no, no this is, it's like. He's got like sort of a trucker hat on and his hair is kind of long and sort of like sort of unkept beard. He's wearing what looks like an army jacket, like a sort of green canvas army jacket. He is carrying a bag, which looks like a sort of instrument case that have like pockets around it. So he's got like an instrument in there, but it's got pockets and things. And there is there no, the only visible weapon sort of thing is that there is something resembling like a club that is like sort of dangling inside of it. And that is, and so he is, he is here trying to look for anything useful on the road. And I'm sorry, I might've missed it. Did you say you have an instrument showing at all or? 
not it, well it's an instrument shaped case like, the, like a case. backpack sort of thing yeah. there's like a backpack that holds the instrument you can sort of see that there's like a narrow thing coming up the back and yeah, there's pocket, like a big like along the yeah <laughs> it's just full of dynamite <laughs> keep my dynamite too yeah. <laughs> all right the turtle will sort of keep his eyes on you specifically ralph x over there who's who looks a little shifty completely closed in his cloak but, you know, he's old and he's got one eye that's going like that way and the other one's that way. So, he, you know, you get the sense he's monitoring, but, you know, he's also thinking about taking his nap. <laughs> did you, Andy, did you say you wanted to go up and talk to the turtle? Yeah, I, I go up to the, to the turtle and I'm, I'm, you know, I'm a, I'm a nobleman. I'm used to people just sort of like respecting my presence and giving me their full attention. And so I'm, I'm just very sort of emphatically just talking to him about the kind of like paints that I'm looking for. And there's, I want only the finest badge, like brushes made from the hair of some mythical creature in various sizes. And I'm looking for all of these different paints and pigments that, you know, are, are that maybe they glow or maybe they're made out of very rare pieces. So I have a whole, I have a whole list that I'm prepared to just like, just put down and spend, spend just a lot of money on. Uh, the turtle will like lean over the counter a little bit, just kind of look, he's like up raised a little bit. So he'll kind of be looking sort of down at you. Um, uh, and you kind of see his shell kind of over his shoulders and he's just got those little puffs of hair and he's like, Oh, um, sorry. I don't do voices guys. I suck at We have some of those items, but um, unfortunately I like to keep things a little relaxed here in the shop. So you have to look amongst the shelves to find kind of what you're looking for. So. You'll probably find some paints infused with dragon blood and gemstones. He says you'll find some paintbrushes out there, some with with hairs of ancient beasts and stuff. You just have to go go look amongst the shelves and find sort of what you're looking for. And then, and then he'll give like a nod as as you're nodding back, and then he'll say, "Oh, excuse me, I need to get some tea," and so he'll walk in the back room through a curtain and disappear. All right. Well, I'm, I'm wandering off and looking through the shelves and I trip over kind of a, kind of a small being that I that's just kind of like underfoot. And I say, Oh, I'm pardon me. Excuse me. And so I'm assuming a small being. Is I, I think that's you. Oh, <laughs> sorry. I, I'm just kind of standing there looking around. And, you know, being a thief, I'm not going to pay for what I want. So I need points for my antique owls so that I can go kill humans. What I'm doing when you do that, going through the points to see what is most tapered and what is the highest carbon and what will rip the biggest hole in the chest of a human. (laughs) Um, And I probably cuts the you. Yeah. (laughs) Johnny, do a sleight of hand check for me. So first roll here, let's see. So to do that, if you look at your character sheet, you'll see under skills, you'll see sleight of hand, it's under your dexterity, and there'll be a modifier next to it. So what you'll do is you'll roll a d20 and add that modifier. And if you're and it should have already calculated your proficiency bonus in there. If you're proficient in it. You're a rogue. Rogues um, are often proficient in dexterity. Plus three? Yeah. So roll a d20 and add three. Twenty-one. Nice. 
Yeah, okay. you're able to easily find just little things around the shelves and slip them into your cloak with no one, no one the wiser. Andros and Samick, roll a perception check for me. Uh, See if you notice him pocketing. Money. Okay, so I have plus yep. four on perception. Yep. I have plus so, one on uh, perception. I got twenty three. Nice. Nineteen plus nine. Nine. Okay. So, Andros, you're sort of uh, focusing on the shelves, <laughs> trying to find what you're looking for. You completely miss miss Ralph exit pocketing items. Samick, you notice him slip a couple things into his coat pockets mm-hmm. as you're wondering. Yeah, so if I, the kind of life that I come from, I'd probably notice it because I'm sort of used to it. Maybe like you know, some of the people that I've traveled with or that were in my band had lean times and I've seen people steal things. And so I don't really think too much of it. I might kind of give him like a little nod or something like that. And I'm sort of ambling around. I, I was interested when I heard him sort of like cussing at Andros or whatever. I was like, man, this is an interesting character over here. I was like, I wonder what's going on. So I, I sort of take my chance to walk up to the counter and I'm kind of waiting for the turtle to come back because I wanted to ask him some questions. Yep. As you guys are kind of perusing, Andros, you... Notice a small box on a shelf about about this long. It's about six inches long, maybe a little longer, about the size of a pencil case, like a small pencil case would hold about six pencils or so, just as a reference. Oh, sorry for the clicky-clacky. You, it's got a wood grain, a darker wood. It's very, It's got very pretty sort of spirally runes on the top of it. And it just sort of draws your attention. And you reach out and pick it up. And I am going to need you to roll a d20 for me. Okay. Have any modifiers? No, no modifiers on it. Okay. 13. 13. Nice. That's exactly what you need. As you f- pick it up, you feel it's kind of warm. And. Finding the shape of it, it sort of gives just a little bit, sort of like something slightly squishy. And as you notice that, it kind of creeps you out and you drop it. And suddenly it changes into a sort of treasure chest sized creature. And it opens its thing and it's, its thing, its mouth, and it's got <laughs> sharp, jagged teeth poking out. And you are about three feet from, let's say about five feet from it, because you kind of jumped back when you dropped it and you got creeped out. Summoning everybody to roll initiative. Oh. And let me change my camera here so we could put up a map. Those fearsome pencil creatures, you know. <laughs> they have large, large, nine. Bla- large black wings. <laughs> Just this giant golden bear with black yes. wings. <laughs> and a golden sword. Yeah, it's prospecting. <laughs> All right, so let me draw like just a quick little map for you guys here. And for those of you who are just listening, can't see it. We're looking at Monica's desk and she is drawing a map. Catching out the room. So like a square room, the counter is on one side. There are shelves lining the walls and the door at the front, opposite of the counter. Some shelves in the middle. Where would you guys like to be? So we're going to put this guy here. 
he has fallen sort of in front of that little shelf. So that would put Andros sort of right here. Where would Ralph X and Samick like to be on this little map here? Let me adjust it just a tiny bit. I think I, think I was talking. Oh, good. You were, Samick, I think you were a little further away and then Ralph and I were pretty close together. I was, I, well, the last thing I did is I walked over to the counter because I was okay. waiting for him oh, to that, come back. So I was kind of muttering to okay. myself. So you just kind of put me like sort of leaning over the corner of the counter. All right. And then Ralph X, where would you like to be? I guess I'm still standing mostly behind Andros. Okay. But kind of here? Back a little. Yeah. Go over here. Mm -hmm. Okay. All right. Put you there. All right. Uh, let me see if I can switch this around when i play magic i'm able to switch my camera view so it shows it from my perspective so i'm trying to see if i can hmm. do that with zoom but i do not see it no i don't see it so hopefully hopefully the listeners can see it or they can go into the mode where you just have the big video pop up there all right so initiative tell me what you guys rolled uh, i rolled a nine i rolled a 12 Roll the 13. Did you add your modifiers to that? Oh. So um, on your front page of your D&D Beyond or at the top of your sheet, there, there'll be an mm -hmm. initiative. And sometimes it'll say at the top, it'll say plus whatever. So you, you have a little. I'm... Go on upstairs, Johnny. Oh, it's like right there. Oh. <laughs> oh, I have a plus two. So I guess I'm 14. Oh, yeah, I do too. That was 11. 11. Four. I have a plus three. What does that modifier do? It, it basically, it's part of your dexterity. So it adds, it means, so sort of initiative is how fast you could react to the situation. Mm -hmm. And so that'll put the, that'll put you in order based on the action. So whoever has the highest initiative goes first, lowest will go last and et cetera. So let me roll for the, the monster here. He got low, so he is going to be last. It's a three. Mine was 13 plus 3. Sorry. 16. Nice. So Ralph X is going to go first. Andros right. will go second. Samick will go third. And the Mimic will go last. And I will roll here on my... I When I'm playing with my players, I usually roll openly. I don't use a screen. Mostly because I'm short and I can't see over it when I'm rolling. So, But it just... That's just how I do. So I'll roll it here, and that'll be easier for the listeners to, or that are watching at home to be able to see what's going on. And I'll try to remember to tell everybody what I roll so that they can, so people who are just listening know. Okay, so what happens now is Andros will go first, and you have an action. So you have an action and a movement and a bonus action. So those are the three things that you can do. I think You can do them in any order, so however you want to do. Oh, I'm sorry, you're right. Ralph X, I'm sorry. Yes. Oh. I had the wrong list. Go on. There we go. What are my options again? I'm sorry. Okay. So you've got, so you've got an action, a movement, and a bonus action. You can do any one that you want to do. Um, so sometimes it's more beneficial to you to do your bonus action first, like if it gives you an, an extra boost or ability. And then you've got movement. You can, it also, you'll have to move before you can act sometimes if you're not close enough to hit, stuff like that. So I guess for my first action, I put one of those points I just stole into my trusty all so that I can stand something if I need to. Nice. And for movement, I jump behind the biggest guy there, which I think <laughs> is Sam Hill. Okay. 
You're, are you going to go up and hide behind Andros? Maybe Sam Hill. He's further away. Over here. Okay. All right. And for a bonus action, I'm good at life. Or is, it, is, that, is that attack? Don't tell me one more time. You're going to... Um, right real quick here, your audio's kind of... It's fading. cutting out a little bit. Sorry, I couldn't hear you. Oh, no, I'm sorry. No. Um, I was going to... Right... Oh, nice. Rifle okay. Through my pockets. <laughs> Slim. Uh, no, you are behind Sam. So you're gonna rifle okay. through Sam's pockets. So make a slide of hand check. So roll a t twenty and then add this modifier. Yep, your slide of hand modifier. That would be six. <clears throat> so do I need to roll? You said six. So yeah, six. Oh yeah. So you, so Samic, roll perception check for me. See if you feel him trying to. Roll a thirteen. Nice. Yeah. So you absolutely feel someone reach into your pocket and start feeling around. <laughs> <laughs> okay. It's so just I, like when you guys visited, sort of a taller guy. So I turn around and I just like stiff arm him in the forehead, just like hold him <laughs> back by, by the head. <laughs> and I thought we were doing, we weren't doing PvP. That's no, <laughs> great. So, uh, yeah. So you'll just kind of hold him back. Did you mm -hmm. have a bonus action? Rothex, or anything else you want to um, do? Nope. Yeah, you right. do not successfully rob Samick, but you will stay oh, there. It's a monster, and all you think about is just going to pickpocket somebody. <laughs> yeah. So next up would be Andros. Your turn. Well, okay. Uh, so, oh no, sorry. Go on. I'm sorry. I I thought you already go. Go ahead. Okay. So I'm I'm pretty close to the to the monster, mm -hmm. uh, and I think that. You know, while I'm not super brave or super just like responsive, I do think that like because I'm so close, I need to try to defend myself. So I can I try to cast a spell? You can. Okay. So let me look at my spells. There's gosh. I feel like most of mine are about like Maybe maybe I'll just do an Eldritch Blast. Yeah. As a classic. Okay. I can you can you tell me how to do that? Yeah, so what you'll do is you'll roll your D twenty. Okay. And then on there there is a, a thing that says hit slash DC if you're looking at your, your yes. tablet or something. Yep. You'll roll your D twenty and add that modifier and that will tell you how high the number is and based on the stats of the monster will tell you if you hit it. Okay. And I will tell you if you do. Oh Jesus. Okay, so I just got, I rolled an 18, nice. so add 6, so 24. Okay. Yeah, that will definitely hit. You So you rolled Eldritch Blast, so that hits, so now you'll calculate your damage. So if you see there's a little thing on the end there that says 1d10 plus 3, so yes. you'll roll a d10 and then add 3. Which, hold on, d10, this is, this is the d10, right? Uh, yes, you can you can use that. The single number one is considered the ten. Oh, okay, got it. The one that looks the same but has single numbers. Okay, I'll just do that instead. All right, roll that. It is a one plus ten equals ten plus three thirteen. So you rolled a one. Yes, I rolled a one. Okay, so you're gonna only so you're only gonna add three. So. Okay. The yeah. D10 is whatever you roll plus your modifier, which is three. So four. 
And that's the damage I took. So it's the damage the monster takes. Oh, okay. Got it. Yeah. So you focus, you see this monster, and you kind of center yourself, and you tell me what your Eldritch Blast looks like. Well, I don't exactly know what, in general, an Eldritch Blast looks like. Usually think, they're uh-huh. considered like a beam of some okay. kind. It's just yeah. like a, just a straight shot, like kind of like a light beam going at the creature. Okay. Well, I, I pull out from my, from my cape a just, a just a very nice, expensive, ornate, like the luxury model of, of just like a magic <laughs> wand. And nice. It's something that just given my, given my background and my, my financial resources, you know, I, I like only the best. So but it's clearly uh, not like a relic. It's like something you had specially yeah. made. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like maybe it's monogrammed on the bottom or something. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> um, it just looks like one of those very nice, just like fountain pens. And I, I pull that out and I, I point it and just like, just a, just a bright, just purple beam just comes out of it and just hits, hits the little monster right in the mouth. Nice. It'll let out like a screech and you'll see a long tongue shoot out and just flap around for a second. Mm. And so Eldritch Blast has two beams. So you'll roll again and do do that again. So roll your d20 okay. again to hit it again. A d20 again? Mm-hmm. Twenty fourteen, nice. Fourteen will hit. So now you roll your damage. Oh, fourteen plus plus six, I guess. So yeah, you're yeah, okay, cool. you're good. So and that's what it. we would call a dirty twenty. You don't dirty. get stress for that. It's just nice. <laughs> Got it. <laughs> so then roll my damage, and it is a nine. nine. So you rolled a nine. Nine plus three. It's nine, 11, 12. There's somebody nice. Thirteen. There it is. <laughs> Right, great. It'll its tongue will flop around a little bit more, and it'll kind of open up wider, and you can see inside more teeth just around its tongue, and it'll just kind of kind of shudder for a second, and then kind of go still. Y'all are welcome. (laughs) Stamic, you're up next. What would you like to do? Are we able to know? I apologize. Hold on. I get a. um, Andros, did you have a bonus action or a movement you would like to take? Well, I think that if there's some sort of uh, move back or yep. probably not a hide but like disengage or move back i think i do yeah just move, move back a little bit you want to go like right there okay um let me turn everybody around here so you guys can read your names great sam now it is your turn okay and uh, are we able to know like the total life for like the hit points or whatever for the creature or, or we just kind of go at it until you tell us it's gone yeah not until yeah not usually it. Um, okay. You won't know, and I'll give you like little hints as we go based on the type of damage it takes, like whether it's taking full damage or if it's resistant. Sometimes that means it'll take half damage on attacks, depending on the attack type, stuff like that. So I'll I'll inform you as we go. When it, when it gets to a point when it's looking almost done, I will alert you to that. Okay. All right, gotcha. So I guess for my movement, so one thing about my character as, as being somebody who's been in like groups, he's he's pretty like loyal or like protective. And so his first thing he does, I mean, he recognizes that this little dude behind him is like pretty scrappy. And so he's like, we're going to need his help. And so he turns around and looks at him and is like, hey, I need you to chill the F out right now. Stop going through my pocket. And then he casts Bardic Inspiration on him for his next round. Nice. So, which, which will give him like an extra roll. Because mm-hmm. he knows that like, you know, he's, he's going to need it. I'm going to m- move towards the creature about halfway mm-hmm. and for 
Yeah, that's perfect. And then I am going to cast, I'm going to cast Vicious Mockery. <laughs> First, let oh, it no, that's... show me, or tell me, you don't have to show me. Exactly. Tell me what you do to inspire Ralph X with his, this bardic inspiration. Oh, okay. So I, 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 when I turn around, I tell him to chill out. And I say, hey, don't worry about picking through my pockets. We've all been in tough times. Not a big deal, but we've got to deal with this together. And I just want you to know, you can count on me. I could play a little song for you on my Yeah, yeah. Okay. So it's like, because I do not want to get eaten by whatever this thing is. So I know I have to like band together with anybody I can. And actually, I'm I'm gonna change that. I'm not gonna do that one right now. I'm just going to cast I'm gonna cast detect thoughts. Does this thing have thoughts? I was just trying to like figure out what what it what it wants, like what's going on. So I'm gonna I'm gonna cast detect thoughts. And so it allows me, like when I, when I cast the spell, I can read the thoughts of certain creatures. So, so do I just roll a d20 and. Yes. So you will. It is, I don't think it is a roll. Sorry. I don't have all spells memorized. Doesn't seem like a roll. You just cast. Okay. So I'm going to, I'm going to sort of move towards it. I'm going to look, look at it and just hoping it can understand me. I sort of, I sort of just start like sort of upset, but just kind of like trying to like talk it down and trying to like, I guess maybe I should have done charm person, but it's not person, but I basically say like, what is like, what is wrong? Like, what do you need right now? We were just shopping around. You had no reason to jump after this guy. What is it that, that like, what do you need? And so I cast, I cast this, cast detect thoughts. Okay. So second, I'm checking the spell itself so I can know sort of how to answer your question. Wisdom saving 13. Yes. So it will need to make a wisdom saving throw. Probably pissed that somebody just shot him. So that is a 10 on the wisdom save. (laughs) So your spell will hit and you focus your mind on the creature to try to figure out what is wrong with it, how you can help it. Um, But nothing seems to happen. Just as a FYI for anybody who played before, if a creature has an intelligence of three or less and or doesn't speak a language, it will not be affected by detect thoughts. That's what I was afraid of. Okay, cool. And so that's it. Mimics, right. that's but this is how you learn how to use your spell. So, yep. yeah. Did you have anything else you wanted to do? A bonus action? What? I think I did that already, right? I, I just... Can I do more than one bonus action? No, so you do... So yeah. your, so I did the your spell was your action. Oh, Bardic Inspiration. Yeah, you yeah. can do Bardic Inspiration as a bonus action? Yes. Yeah, cool. All right. Just to double check. Ready here so we know that Ralph X is inspired. Um, next up, it's going to be the Mimic. It will. And just as a as kind of what this guy looks like. Picture. Oh, man, look at that. It's like the <laughs> Care of Magical Creatures book. <laughs> yeah, kind of. <laughs> He is going to, he is going to move 
over here towards Sam. <laughs> and he is going to. Sorry, I'm actually reading his. It's going to make a bite attack against you. Okay. Oh, boy. It did not roll well. So it is going to snap out at you, and you're just going to jump back. Completely misses you. Yeah, that's all it's going to do. Okay, so I don't even have to roll. Okay. Yeah, it didn't. Yeah, it only rolled a three. So, and it, okay. only, it doesn't have much on its bite to it. So, um, next up is going to be Rafex. So, I think my guy is heartened by what Samick says. Like, oh, he's not going to stab me through his pockets. So, he attempts to slide through Samick's very long legs and <laughs> use his all to stab the creature's tongue into the floor. So nice. Can't move. <laughs> nice. I like it. So roll uh, roll a d20 to hit. 19. That will definitely hit. Yay. <laughs> All right. So you will calculate your damage. And I believe because Samick is right there, you will get sneak attack. Or maybe it's only when you have advantage. Let me double check on that. Sneak attack. Yep. So within so if if you have a um another person within five feet. And they're in incapacitated, then you will have sneak attack. So what you're going to do is you're going to roll your damage dice. Pull it up that here. Way. So you rolled a seven. Yeah, that's nice. Think you're, yeah. You're using dagger stats, right, for your all. Okay. So add whatever modifier you have for that, and then you're going to roll. 3d6 for your sneak attack damage. Where would this modifier be? So if you go on your... Ouch. Oh, under... oh, you have to equip your dagger. So I'm going to equip your dagger for you so you can see it. So now on your action... Are you... You're on paper. Are you on paper? Okay. So your... Oh, okay. So your dagger damage is a d4. So you will need to roll a d4 and add 3. And then you have a plus 6 to hit with the dagger. Nice. So you'll you'll add three to that, so that'll be seven, and then you're gonna roll three d6 sneak attack damage. Okay. Fourteen. Eighteen. Eighteen total, and then so do you have an all in each hand? Absolutely. It will fist it, so you're <laughs> gonna get another strike. So you'll roll again to hit. Whoa. Eighteen. Nice. That will hit. Um, so this time you can only roll sneak attack on the first. Hit, so you'll just roll your regular d4 and add three. Nice. So that is going to be 22 damage total. Not bad. Great. Did you have a bonus action or anything else you'd like to do? Andros, you are next. Is this something where I can be doing this sort of like simultaneously to, to Ralph? Did, yeah, yeah, if you want to, while he's cool. attacking it with the all to pin its tongue to the floor, which I will allow since you roll, you hit twice, your all, your all will stay embedded in its tongue into the floor, though, if you do it that way. Just FYI, so you will lose one of your alls at the moment. What? And then at the same time, Andrus, what are you going to do? I think I might cast a phantasmal force spell. Okay. And there's a little button here that says cast. Do I push that? Mm -hmm. Yeah, you can press that. That'll that'll keep track of your spell slots so that if, when you click it, you'll know that spell slot is gone. Oh, um, oh, I, that's just forever? I can't do it again? Uh, So it's usually on a long rest. You get your spell slots back. 
So oh, you okay. have to you have to learn as a caster how to balance your spell slots so they don't use them all too quick or you know at the end of the day you're fighting something bigger and you know you don't have any spells. That's, That's why cantrips are so popular because you don't they don't cost spell slots they're just okay maybe you can use them. Maybe I'll yeah maybe I'll save that one. Cantrips let's see druid cast eldritch blast guidance light and prestidigitation what does prestidigitation do (laughs) so that so that is a sort of like a little sort of trick spell it can create a an instantaneous harmless sensory effect such as like some sparks or a little bit of wind or a little sound you could just do little things with it. you can blow out a candle you can clean a person or something you can just just it's just like a little little trick spell that covers a lot of different things Okay. Your main cantrip that you're probably going to use to hit will be Eldritch Blast. Okay. It is a. Uh, I think by this point I'm pretty flustered because I'm really not used to combat, and mm-hmm. even though like that first Eldritch Blast hit pretty well, I'm pretty, pretty flustered at just like the, the creature with his tongue sort of nailed to the floor <laughs> yeah. by those those little creatures. So <laughs> I think that I am casting a a like a more powerful spell, but it's actually. Just a little pressed digitation, and I just basically get like little sparklers out of the end of my wand. So it's pretty, it's nice. pretty harmless, but it is. I guess it could be distracting to the creature. Well, well, Ralph just sort of like nails it to the floor. Sure. So, yeah. Do a. Let me have you roll something here. Do an. Do. You said you want to distract it. Yeah. Make a performance check for me. <laughs> See how well you distract this creature. And I will roll its perception. How do I, what do I roll for? Uh, um, so you, that is a charisma. So you'll just roll your performance and it looks like you have a plus three modifier on it. And which, I'm sorry, just a d20? Yep, d20. Okay. Eight plus three, 11. Not bad. It, you'll see it's got like two like sort of googly eyes and I'm, I'm making hand motions and you can't see that because you're looking at my path. It's got like two like googly eyes on top of its head and they'll kind of shift your way to like beady black pupils like staring at you now. Yeah. Is there anything else you would like to do? What else? A bonus action? I think. Oh, what are my objects? It says use an object. I don't know. No, I think I think I think I did that, and I'm just like pretty, just kind of like pretty flustered. So sure. I did that, and I'm I'm also okay. I'm kind of on the other side of the case, so maybe yeah, sure. maybe I kind of like move around the back of the case and stand kind of there in the cluster back Ralph. here uh, or over up there, up there, like kind of behind Ralph and Sam, just like sure. yeah. yeah, just we're yeah. we're all standing kind of together in a cluster now. Sure. All right. The next up will be Samick. Like, how much does this thing weigh? Can you tell me that, or is that just like a? It is a. It is a medium monstrosity. Aren't we all? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Let's see. The title of my memoir. (laughs) Me see. It weighs about forty forty five hundred pounds. Oh, wow. Whoa. Okay. So, change of plans. Uh, <laughs> it's pretty meaty, boy. It to be 10 or less. Like, is this like a book? Actually, okay. Gotcha. So, 
So I'm kind of at the front of things. And I guess, you know, Ralph is like sitting Indian style between my legs or something still like holding me all down to the tongue, like sitting crisscross applesauce down there. So I'm just like standing right in front of it. Right. And it's, I'm going to, I'm not, I'm not going to move. I'm going to stay put. I'm going to reach back towards my bag and pull that club. Mm-hmm. And I'm just going to go for, I mean, I can do just like an arm strike. Yep, right? absolutely. So I'm going to do an arm strike with that, which since it's pulling is pinned to the ground, I'm, I'm basically just going to, I mean, full like tomahawk down, like <laughs> smash it right on, right on top of its head, right in between the eyes, assuming nice. it has some sort of eyes. And so, um, he, when he does it, he swings in such a way that it seems like he has probably had to fight off some people in like rowdy bars before. Like he knows how to handle this <laughs> thing, but he doesn't like to, mm-hmm. so, but he takes it, he swings it down and hits and I roll. Give me one second here. You, so just sure. as an FYI for you guys who are using your tablet and for when you print. So mm-hmm. on the beyond, you could see it's got these little squares here under your inventory. If you yeah. click that square, that square means it's equipped to you and you have it and you can use it. And then if you roll and then if you go over to your action, that's where it will show you your your stats to hit and your damage. So you, if you have, you have to have that clicked for it to show it under your actions. Oh, just okay. as an FYI, I, I clicked yours. So you're good. You should be good. But that's okay. so you could see it yourself. Okay. Just so and yes, you'll roll a d20 and you'll look like you add five. Okay. I roll a two. Ouch. So seven total. Yeah, that will not hit. You'll swing down to hit it right between its eyes and it'll give a little shake and kind of sift back a little bit and your club will miss and hit the floor next to you. Go ricochet it off and like hits Ralph X in the foot. I hit myself, hit myself in the shin on the way back through. (laughs) Did you have anything else you wanted to do? I don't think so. Wait, yes. I have one other thing I want to do. I'm going to cast, but can I cast? No, I can't cast anything. No, I'm done. I, okay. I already, I already did my action, so I'm good. Yeah, you're good. If you have the, you can cast, if you have a bonus action that you can cast a spell on. Right. Otherwise, yeah, you could only do your action. It's the only one I have for that is Bardic Inspiration. And I wasn't going to use that. I was, so I'll just end my turn. Yeah. All right. And next up is going to be the Mimic. It is. Sorry, I'm about to back and forth between my phone windows here. I'm not dead yet. <laughs> I'm not dead yet. Going to shoot out a sort of uh, fleshy, sort of tongue-like arm from mm. like the side of its mouth, and it's going to go at Ralphex. It will. It's not dice anymore. This is different <laughs> than having nailed the tongue to the floor. Um, so this is its pseudopod, and it rolled an 18. Man, it has. Like the alien design. So that will definitely yeah, hit Ralph X. And so let's take space balls, like comes out and starts dancing. <laughs> hello, my honey. Hello, my baby. <laughs> hello, my right time. Yeah. <laughs> and it takes, you're going to take six points of blood thinning damage, Ralph X. Ooh. From its pseudopod attack. Yeah, and that is, it is actually going to try to break free from your all there. Now it's going to have two tongues. Why did you? <laughs> Some people uh, pay a lot of money for like a forked tongue. Um, it will fail on that roll. So it's going to stay pinned to the floor by Ralph X's all. Excellent. 
I rolled a 10 on that. I was putting it at a DC 13 on there to release that. All right. Now we're back at the top of initiative with Ralphix. Okay. So are there any sort of immediate effects of blood thing damage? No. You just take damage. You'll just you'll subtract that damage from your current hit point total. And your hit points will be restored once you take rest or use your hit dice to fix, which we'll go over a little bit later. But yeah, you just subtract that from your health. So I guess I'm a little upset by it hitting. <laughs> so I, I would like to attempt to pull my all out of the floor and then <laughs> lunge it at face with both of them. Nice. Yeah. And then roll your d20 to hit. Can I? So for my bonus action, I just read that I can cast Bardic Inspiration again. Is that correct? Like, even when it's not my turn? Yeah, let me just double check. Just there within range. I don't know if it if it stays. Like, Bardic Inspiration is just... Yeah. It says, for, it says for 10 minutes, they can add one ability check. So I guess this is still within 10 minutes. Okay, so they won't stack. So your, yeah, your Bardic Inspiration is still good from the last time you gave it. Okay, all right. Yeah, so it would stack on there. I'm sorry, I wrote a... Um, yeah, that'll definitely hit. Right. Just roll your damage. Which is that again? I'm sorry. It is. Four? Ralphex, it's a D4 plus three, I think. Yeah, a D4 plus three. One plus three. Nice. It's four, and then you'll roll three D6 sneak attack damage. Four, three, plus eleven. Nice. And then you have one more strike. Only an eight. Oh, that will not hit. Well, you have a plus six to hit, so eight, nine. 14 will hit, though. So if you rolled an 8, you got a plus 6 with your dagger. Yeah, so that will hit. So roll your damage one more time. 4 plus 4. four. I'm confused. It It's like if you have above the halfway mark of the, of the dice, that means that it will or it won't? No. So uh, every creature has what's called an, an, ace, an armor class. You will have, if you look at the top of your sheet, you could see your armor class. And that is, so whatever he rolled, you have to get match or beat that armor class to hit them. I see. <clears throat> Thank you. Okay, you said four plus, it was three. Seven, yeah. So it's going to, you're going to come down with the, you're all, do one quick swipe and then another swipe. And then you're all going to sort of embed in the top fleshy part of its head and it's going to give a shudder. And then it's just going to kind of sink down on itself. Give it um, your all, Ralph. Yeah, yeah I was going to say, I started okay. singing. He is Give it your all. <laughs> <laughs> and that guy is dead. At the same time, the twirl is going to come out of the back room and, oh, oh, where did, where did that come from? Breaking He's going to look around a little confused at you guys. And we go to Andros now? Nope. Now initiative is done. Combat is over. Oh, okay. The creature is dead. Yeah. Okay. okay. So now that you guys know how combat works a little bit better. All right. So, so I imagine we're all just like panting, like just kind of like. <laughs> <laughs> I think like, I think probably being, you know, being somebody who's always trying to make sure that like I look very smooth and professional and, and I just kind of like brush myself off and I walk over to the proprietor and I'm just like, just like, sir, <laughs> excuse me, sir. <laughs> I put on I'd my like to see your manager. Yes. My, my best. Like. <laughs> wizard karen face and 
I'm just like, I just like my myself and my, I don't know, colleagues, I just met you, but I think I'm ending <laughs> up and I, I'm basically just like, we were terribly inconvenienced and we, you know, uh, look at, look at poor Ralph over here. He was, he was hit by some, he was hit by some damage from whatever that thing was that we didn't even know was here. I demand uh, store credit. <laughs> just everything uh, that we have in our hands at this point, just I demand you give it to us. He's gonna, he's gonna make like a one of those old person noises, like oh, oh, yeah, and he's gonna, he's gonna reach out and extend his hand to to shake yours. Ooh, okay. Well, I, you know, I, I, I assume I'm very confident in my ability to persuade others, having kind of like been very blessed with just like noble birth so i i'm just gonna do it i'm gonna re i'm gonna reach out to shake his hand it's probably a trap but here um, we go he's so he's gonna as he's gonna shake yours he's gonna reach out to shake all of your hands uh, kind of kind of like one at a time like like real fast do you shake hands with him i'm already oh, well. shaking his hand no ralph is not <laughs> ralph says no covered in jeans i think little monster <laughs> I think I, I, I do, I kind of say, I like lean in and I'm like, okay, yeah, sure. And I shake his hand. I'm like, I'm sorry about Jafar over here. He, he can get a little, a little, a little upset, but we're, we, that was really crazy. We almost got like really hurt. So if you got anything else like that in the story, you probably want to, want to ditch it, but I, you know, shit happens. So that I shake his hand. He's going to like clasp your hands kind of one at a time moving like down the line. And then he's going to reach out. And he's going to clap Ralph X on the shoulder and everything will go dark. Ooh. What? You guys are unconscious for a moment. One second. Oh, no. Oh, no. Sorry, we don't get this part. Just adding to the... Adding to the ambiance of the... Ooh, the the sound of rushing in our eardrums from passing out. Just... <laughs> Just pausing so real in quick. your head. Oh, I'm oh, sorry. sorry. Just pausing real quick. Johnny, your your audio is very muffled. Are you using oh, no. a microphone? I am using these guys, but I can switch my mic. Okay. I don't know. What do you guys What do you guys think? It might be worth switching to like the snowball or something if you can. Um, yep. Uh, All right. Well, you switch. I'm gonna run to the restroom and I'll come okay. right back. I am too. Yeah. Okay. I seem like a drug addict, but I have that I need more coffee. <laughs> so, I remember I was asking you about those gambit lamps. So, I bought one, and they didn't ship everything I bought, and it was damaged. So, I what was sent it? it back. Like, oh, I bought one of those canvas lamps, those, like, oh, yeah. overhead lamps. Yeah. They're, like, all over the internet. And, like, basically, it's, like, not set you want to order. And, like, oh. I keep emailing them, so. Like, yeah. Yeah. Telling this kindly fuck off. Yeah. <laughs> kindly talk of it. Be ashamed. Pretty yeah. But I don't have it. Yeah. Okay. Let's switch these out. Didn't know how D D would go at seven AM, but it's going pretty well. Okay. I bought new earbuds based on the fact that they were teal. Nice. Let me see. Oh, they're this color. I like those color. That's a good color. Kind of grayish teal. I just, I just got some new earbuds too, and I'm like loving them. I have these like knockoff over the head 
noise canceling from Soundcore is the brand and they're amazing. Like I got them, they, they don't work with podcasting for whatever reason with the Bluetooth, but it's that same brand I got with these and they're like, like 55 bucks. They're great. Nice. Very nice. Um, if this company makes ones that are skin tones too, in like seven colors, oh, they just sit. You sound would, much, much clearer. Good. Sorry about that. It's okay. Excuse me. Very good. Mimic got your tongue. <laughs> you will hear a voice in your head saying, you'll need this. And then everybody's going to wake up. And as you open your eyes, you'll look above you and you'll see some tree canopy overhead. But it's kind of cleared down the middle like you're laying in the middle of a like a gravel dirt road. Wow. Okay. I think my instinct upon waking up would be even before, like whatever, but you need this, I'd be feeling for my pack because it will like lose my instrument or lose my, so I like, I immediately start like they're scrambling around and making sure that I have everything I'm supposed to do. Do I need to like roll perception or do I, do you just tell me like, nope. do I have you everything have, that I came with? Yes. Everybody will have everything that they originally had on them. Plus, you will each find two small sort of bags, sort of like a canvas. If you open it up inside, you'll kind of touch and you'll feel a very soft, fine-like particle. And for those who sort of know, just as FYI, it is a graphite dust in one bag. And then if you open the other bag, you will find a small pink squishy blob, which would be an eraser. Each of these has five uses, so make sure you note that. You can use it five times. Five times total. Yep. They do not replenish after that, unless you do something. This is the the, the graphite dust. Mm -hmm. Graphite dust and the eraser. Both have five uses. All right. Yes, but everybody has everything that they they had originally had on them when they went into the store. Plus these two additional items. Nice. And do we feel fine otherwise? Like, yeah, you feel normal. Okay. Is is Ralph, is Ralph recovered from his? Was that a short rest? Nope. Nope. Okay. He's still missing that little tiny bit of health. <laughs> yeah. I think okay. I'm just kind of groggy and standing up and looking around and trying to understand where we are. And I walk over and extend my arm and, and offer to help both Samick and Ralph Rex up from, from their positions. Right. Yeah, I take, take his hand, sort of lean up and stand, thank him. And I go like similarly to start kind of looking around. I'm pretty familiar. I've traveled a lot and usually on foot, but wherever we are, I do not recognize. And so I start to get a little, not like panicky, but just start to kind of like frantically look back and forth because I've traveled so far between all these places that something about this place just feels different. I will have each of you roll perception for me. This is going to be a group check. And this is maybe like the stupidest D&D question ever, (laughs) but with spell casting, that's something you just do during initiative, right? No, you can do that anytime, anytime you want. Some spells are better for combat, so you would want to save those for combat, but some spells you would use outside of combat, like prestidigitation. You're covered in dust. You could use your prestidigitation to clean yourself off, that sort of thing. Okay. Because I have, I'm not going to use it now because I would use it when things are worse, but I have cure wounds, but yeah. he didn't take that much of a hit, but I could do that in between 
things, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. Okay. All right. So roll a d20. Yep. Everybody roll a d20 for me and add your perception okay. modifier. 23. Nice. Nine. Nine. Okay. Remind me where perception is. It should be under your skills. Sorry. The long box on that opening page. Yep. About half, halfway down. Dish. Uh, or if you're on the app, it'll be the second. So swipe over and it'll be oh, the okay. second thing you see. Okay. Perception plus one, so 14 plus one, 15. Nice. So that, as a group, is a success. Just as a general overview is how I do group checks. Everybody will roll their d20. They'll get their whatever perception is total. Natural ones count as two failures. Natural 20s count as two successes. And then it just depends on who, how many su- successes and failures there are, depending on how the group does as a whole. You guys succeeded on your perception check. You look around. You see the trees towering overhead. It looks like you're on the edge of a forest about maybe about a half a mile up this sort of like gravel path. You see some wooden fence posts. And then beyond that, you see a small village. Roll. Who has best passive perception? Let me take a look. Samick and Ralphex, you both have a little bit higher passive perception than Andros. As you guys look around, you see everything looks normal, but you'll notice on, like, a tree trunk, you'll see a swipe of white. Or on the gravel, you'll see a swipe of white. And if you just look around, you see just, like, just little little swipes of white everywhere and an occasional gray swipe across it. So it's like someone erased on a piece of paper and then drew a line over it. And I, I have... Pretty high arcana and investigation and just kind of knowledge. And I'm I'm starting to have a look on my face like I, I'm I'm not ready to know where it is that I am <laughs> yet, but I, mm-hmm. I think I, I think I have a suspicion. So when I notice that I'm I'm just like, oh <laughs> I rolled a twelve. You, you said to roll, right? For perception? Nope. You don't have to roll for perception. I, I no, just made that good. up. Okay. Um, <laughs> so yeah, I I see these spots and I literally and I kind of like bend down and actually touch them and start to feel kind of like what if if something feels strange about them, mm-hmm. which I am still just sort of trying to sort out in my head. And then I look over at Ralph Rex to kind of like and kind of like gesture like do you do you know what this is about? Roll an investigation check to kind of, of see if you okay. get a feel for. I have a plus five on investigation. Anybody is welcome to. Yeah, anybody who wants to investigate, which is like look at something closer, try to figure out how it works. Instead of perception, just looking. I got 19. Nice. I have a rolled a 17, and my investigation modifier is plus six. Goodness. So, So 23. Yeah, so you guys look at these sort of spots, and you notice. As you like rub at one, if you rub really hard, it sort of smudges at the edge and the tree will give a little rustle as you do that. Yeah. And it just smudges just slightly into the white as you sort of rub it. I get into my little bag of graphite dust and I take some of it and I just just kind of testing testing a whim. Just just take one of, like, use up one of my turns and just kind of, like, throw it at the smudge at the tree. <laughs> nice. I will roll. No, I'm not going to have you roll for it, actually. 
you'll as you as the graphite hits the tree, you'll notice that the white disappears and it looks like a normal tree again in that spot. Looks completely okay. normal. I I think I I think I have an idea where we are and what we're doing. I think I read about it in an old text. So what do you think is, what do you think is going on? I think that we are just I think that we are in, in a in a land that is is just losing its its essence. Like I think that like we we're we're watching basically just a realm be erased just slowly. I don't know if this is true. <laughs> that's just my that's my theory. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Just I, just judging by like these very powerful tools of creation and destruction that we were given by by the turtle and we woke up here. I think that's what's what's happening here. So given given kind of like my my arcana skills and just having like studied just the nature of creation and destruction a lot, just that, that that's been my life's work. I think I advise both of you, hey, like let's use this, let's use this carefully. We have a lot of just very, very powerful tools at our disposal for, disposal right now. And I don't know why we're here. I don't know what to do, but I have a feeling that, you know, this is this is something we're going to need. Like a, it's just like a reverse Pleasantville moment right now. <laughs> um, so, and I, and I sort of nod. Okay. Like that makes sense. I like sort of play around with the bag and I, I wonder about the erasers and I, I was like, okay, so if that sort of adds to it, if, if the point is to help this tree, like we, we put that on there and what, what are we going to use this eraser? Like. What scenario would we would we do the opposite? Yeah, and then I think I test it out and I see what the eraser does. I think I I feel bad for the tree already having gone through this. So I go up to some of what's what's something else that's close by, like a rock or something. You'll see some rocks. You'll see some like small bushes, maybe a little flowers around the bushes. You've got the gravel road leading up about it's about a half a mile to the fence posts. Okay, so I don't go all the way over there, but let's say I, I sort of walk over further, like a little, like maybe five feet off the road, and I grab a branch that's fallen, for like an old, old branch, and I, and I test out the eraser. Do you just erase like a tiny part? Do you erase all the way across it? How do you erase and Just do like maybe like a three-inch just kind of like swipe with it, just a single swipe. Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm, I don't want to like really dig in. I just am right. curious if it does anything. So as you swipe across, the bridge will break in half in your hand as, at the spot where you erased. Ah, okay. Yeah. Oh. And so that's one of my... It's one of your erasers, yep. Okay. And I'm keeping track as well if you guys forget. Okay. So as sort of the little cynical guy, I guess my character wants to know, is this a world we should try to fix or is this a world we should erase because we seem to have both powers and i mean trees aren't good or bad so maybe yeah. we should investigate this world more maybe it's like some really horrible bastion of you know bigotry yeah so maybe but with we... this like erasure well i would say if, if it's breaking the stick in half i mean we don't know how yeah. powerful this is i mean if, if i swipe this across a giant boulder or like across a somebody who's causing us harm or something. If another ravenous book looking thing comes after us, like, could I use it on that? And it would, it would sort of erase it from this world. Like, so, but yeah, I totally agree. Like we need to dig in more if you guys are okay with doing this together. Cause I mean, I, I, I tend to just want to like travel and like 
little small groups, but like, I don't know what you guys were up to. So yeah. where, where do you think we should go? I mean, yeah, we're, we're in this together. I, yeah, I, I think that we should, we should just walk into the village and try to figure out what the heck's going on. Cause I don't really know how we're going to get out of this otherwise. So maybe we go around and I introduce myself. Hey, I'm Andros. I'm, I'm here. We went to the magic shop to look for some paints because I am trying to divine using mysterious alchemical forces, just the power of creativity. And this is interesting because this graphite dust and this eraser see really seems like this is part of it. You just have the building blocks of building blocks of creation and destruction. So I'm uh, I'm trying to understand what art and creativity of the mysterious forces behind it. So you may also just everybody hungry. calls me Lord Golden oh. Bear, but you can call me. <laughs> <laughs> Just as an FYI, the constraints of the eraser and the graphite is a six-foot cube. Okay. okay. So as you're erasing or doing, you have a six-foot cube to work with for each use. That'll be handy. Okay. Right, so are you guys going to walk in towards the village? Yeah. yeah. Say so we just start hiking down the road. Yeah. Just to speed things up, because listeners don't want to hear about walking. You'll enter the through the fence post. It doesn't take you long to get there. The weather is actually very nice. It's about 70 degrees Fahrenheit. Very no rain, cloud, the blue sky, just a couple little dots of clouds. The sun is out. It's about noon here. And you enter the village and as you walk, your feast, your feast, your feet kick up a little dust from the road and the gravel as you enter town. The street sort of changes over to cobblestones as you walk and you'll notice as you enter the village, the there's white spots in the in the cobblestone on the ground, just just like little little worn spots that looks like they've been worn away over time as people have tra- traversed this road. And you'll hear you'll hear someone shout from an area a little ways ahead of you. Let me let me show you guys the map here so you can get a, get a visual. Hmm. So you have. Just just a little town, so you're going to enter here. Okay. And you'll hear a guy shout from over here. Bonjour. Uh, Bonjour. Bonjour. Uh, he's going to yell, yell, Oi, get off the road. Okay. Hmm. Okay. I am, I am somebody who is very confident in my ability to just sort of like, I guess, guess charm people and get them to see me for my best, so I kind of immediately step over step over to the person and I'm just like hello good sir we are but weary travelers and we are trying to understand what sort of place I'm in and I try to engage him in in conversation and to give us information he's going to be standing off the road here the little dice is going to symbolize that guy okay he's kind of a short a short elf probably about five feet he's got pointed ears uh, and you'll you'll notice part of his head's got a white stripe across the top. Uh, that just it just looks like it's gone. It's just like completely erased mm. off the top of his head. And as you approach, he's gonna like gesture at you guys, sort of waving his hands like get get off get off the road. Like, and, and as you guys sort of get off the main sort of cobblestone path, he visibly relaxes. And he'll he'll wave you over toward him and he'll he'll say, sorry for the tone. We are just trying to preserve the roan as long as possible. 
Okay. And he'll like look you over a little bit, look at your clothes and everybody and just kind of look you guys over and. Y'all aren't from around here, are you? <laughs> he's gonna, he's gonna, he's gonna ask what brings you to Graphia. Graphia. And I, I have a, yeah, my name is Samick Stoneback. Nice to meet you, sir. You might, you might've heard of my band. I used to be in a band that used to go around, but we, I think we never came through here. We were called, yeah, we we're called Harmonic Shadows, the, but it's things, things got a little messy. They're gone, but anyways, I just, we're just kind of coming through and trying to figure out, we didn't realize where we were. So Graphia, how, how long has this, these, these white spots been like showing up all over your, your road here. How long has the road been deteriorating? He'll kind of look towards the road and he'll look back at you guys, sort of just kind of looking you over again. Gonna pretty decent perception there. He's gonna ask how you arrived here instead of answering your question. Oh, we tell him. I think, I think I'm looking over. You know, he's he's an elf, yeah. and so mm -hmm. is Ralph, and mm -hmm. so maybe. Maybe I'm going to just, I'm not quite sure what to make of this guy. So I'm going to be like, oh yeah, all, all elves know each other. Right. So <laughs> I kind of like look at, look at Ralph to try to decide if he's going to like, you know, step in. Okay. I like it. <laughs> so maybe Ralph's like, I don't know. How did you get here, bro? <laughs> the questions. <laughs> I kind of, oh, sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> oh, go on. I'm sorry. Yeah. He'll kind of kind of like look at you guys for a second again just he's just he's just trying to size you up and get a like a feel for you guys he's gonna say he doesn't remember how he arrived in graphia as most of the inhabitants of this area mm. most people don't remember how they got there and then i think that would be a point where i would jump in and be like well okay neat same here we have no idea how we got here uh we just sort of showed up and then I take my loot out and I start playing Seven Nation Army. And I'm, I'm just watching. I'm just watching. Oh, I get it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm watching sort of the gog because I didn't realize. I don't think I noticed the, the loot before. I'm just like, ooh, here's a musician. <laughs> um, so I, I have a lot of, I have a pretty big persuasion modifier. And I'm, mm -hmm. I'm basically, I'm, I'm just like, look, we need to. We're tired. We just walked down the road to get here. I think we need something to eat. I think we need a place to stay. Is there, is there a tavern or is there other people or a place to rest? We are weary travelers. How do we recharge? He'll nod for a second and he'll point you in the direction over here. And he'll say you want to head to the swall, uh, Sword Swallow Inn. Swallowing. That's a great name. Should we have to take like a zip line or something? Or are we allowed to walk across the road? He'll he'll like he'll say just kind of be careful on the cobblestones. Don't scuff your feet because that can cause that can cause the eraser to be worse. And he'll just point you off and he'll say, "Don't be too alarmed about Trisha, the owner. Just just don't stare. She 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 takes it badly." <laughs> <laughs> well, we're well we're yeah. crossing the cobblestones. I. When I think that the elf isn't looking, I, I just just rub off a little bit with my finger and I put it in a little vial, like a little test tube that I just grabbed out of my 
out of my alchemist kit. So. You're going to rub off on him from him. I'm I'm going to rub off some of no some of the cobblestone. Oh, uh, from the so, okay, yeah. cool. And I have a little like vial or test tube or something in my alchemist kit, and I just I just squirrel that away for later. I just kind of like take some of that and I put it in my my alchemist kit and I stick that back in my cloak. Are you trying to be stealthy about it? Yes, yes, I am. Okay, so roll a sleight of hand check. Oh, geez, that's not good. Plus two modifiers at a d20. Yep. Blah, 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 blah. Ooh, 16 plus two. Uh, nice, you beat his perception of 15, so he won't notice oh. you do this. And I think I kind of pick up on what Andros is doing because I'm just like so curious. I have that like investigation side, like, my class, I forget what they call it, but I'm just like all about like research or something like that. So kind of see him do this. And then I bend down and grab a, a piece that's been erased. So it's like a sort of loose piece that has the like white, does that make sense? Like a, mm -hmm. a maybe it's like a, a chunk of the cobblestone. It's real small. And I, I pick it up and put it in my pocket because I want to know, I want to look at it more closely. When you pick it up, you, it feels normal, like a piece of brick or something that you would you would mm -hmm. hold. And I'm going to switch back to the thing so you can, because I talk with my hands more than I realized. Mm -hmm. So you'll pick up the sort of cobblestone piece and where it's white, as you touch it, before you put it in your pocket, there's nothing there. Like, it's like a hole in the cobblestone. Uh -huh. It's white. Right. It looks like if you're just looking at it, it looks like whole, but just white on the spot. But when you touch it, it dips in and you don't, you don't feel anything. Exactly. So I, I slipped that in my pocket. Do I have to roll? No, no, you're good. So while they're doing that, can my person sort of surreptitiously rub his foot on the ground a little bit to see if it erases? And if so, maybe we have more than five uses of eraser. Yeah, you can, so as you scuff your foot, you'll notice that it starts to blur just a little bit, but not enough to see white. Okay. This is made out so, of like about five, six B <laughs> graphite. Easy to smudge. So, you know, we just, I, I assume we just kind of walk into this, the, the sword swallow. Yep, we're going to the end. Right. Great. I, I think because I'm kind of full of that noble bluster, I just sort of immediately and just like, just like barkeep <laughs> three, <laughs> three ales. And I walk up and I stop and I stare. Um, it's like a Lucille from Arrested Development thing. It's like you're like, <laughs> just walk up to somebody and you're like, three beers, please. And they're like, I don't work here. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> what could it cost, Michael? $20. As you enter, you'll notice uh, it's a lot of wood, a lot of wood everywhere. Um, but you'll also notice white sort of slashes here and there and almost everywhere. There's little white like marks. There are several tables scattered around this sort of open floor plan room. At the very back, there's just an old countertop that spreads almost the length of the entire back wall. And behind it, you'll notice a shelf with just various tankards and jugs against it. You'll notice some stools kind of perched in front of it they all look kind of worn there's a couple that are sort of on the ground completely white at the bottom that are at, towards the end they kind of tucked them up against the bar we also notice around the room there are a couple tables and chairs that are similarly placed against the wall that have sort of their bottoms are white and they're completely kind of pressed up against the wall they look like they're non-functioning anymore 
There are a few people scattered around. I would say about five between the stools and the tables. And then behind the bar, there are two people. One is a sort of short halfling, like standing on top of a stool. She looks to be in her like 30s. She's blonde. She's got her hair in a sort of messy bun on top of her head, wearing an apron. And she's sort of just drying like a tankard glass situation. And then beside her, you'll see a, a red tiefling with black horns that kind of swirl back like a ram. And she, like the whole side of one of her part of the horn and then all down her face is just completely white. So she's, yeah. you could just see one, one black eye and then just her face and then it's just white on the one side. And, and even though, even though that man on the elf on the street told me not to stare, I'm just, <laughs> just in shock and horror at just sort of, <laughs> presumably this is Trisha, mm-hmm. being sort of like erased side of her of her face and i'm just immediately just going to just like scientist mode and i'm trying to like study and figure it out um the halfling will wave you up like wave you in and say come on in come on in come on in strangers get a drink and she'll ask if there's anything she can help you with okay i i don't know i think i'm pretty generous with my with my money i'm used to doing that and i know i see that there's like some folks who are like Sam and Ralph are just maybe maybe not quite as as privileged and well off as I am. So I immediately plop some coins on the counter to pay for everybody's drinks. So yeah, I will kind of that down. she'll kind of look at your coins for a second, and she'll say she'll like kind of scoot some back, and she'll say I'll take one of these, but this isn't the currency you used to pay here. She's she'll she'll say I need a a quarter uh, a quarter of graphite dust for drinks mm. for all of you. Oh. My guy says he'll drink water. <laughs> <laughs> I don't nice. drink anyway. <laughs> so a quarter of one of our thoughts, mm-hmm. one of your uses. Okay, I'll I'll, I'll lay down a I'll lay down a quarter of. A quarter of oh, graphite for, dust. For each of them? A quarter for each? No, just for total. A quarter oh, for okay. all for drinks for everybody. Yep. Yep. Lay that lay that I I I laid it I laid that down. I portioned a quarter of of a serving. She'll she'll put a little a small little tray that's sort of shaped in like a V, kind of like this in front of you to put the the dust on. She puts her little mirror down with like a rolled up dollar bill. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so I okay. lay that in there and yeah. And I think I just ask kind of just like what like I I I sort of think I know what this is, but why why are you collecting this in currency? Like what is this um, what is this for? Like, sure. Are you gonna rub it on your face? <laughs> She'll give like a, a quick glance at um, her teethling friend and make sure she's not like listening. And she'll um, sort of lean across the bar um, and she'll say, this is the most um, valuable substance here. Uh, it's not readily, readily available. It seems when everybody showed up here, they came with a little bit. And occasionally someone will come back with more than others, but it's the most valuable commodity because it's what they use to fix stuff when it's 
erased or broken. So it's always, always needed and always necessary. So. Yeah. Yeah. We'll grab our drinks, maybe head over to a table and, and sit down and we just sort of talk amongst ourselves. Yeah. I think mm. after hearing all of that, or, oh, God. Roll. Ralph X and Samick, roll a perception check. Andros, you're sitting Ooh. around. You're just kind of enthralled by both, yeah. just just this entire I'm world. Just, plus I'm just like in a big old science experiment. This is like me <laughs> problem solving. Uh, you're not paying attention four, at all. 10, 10 plus 4, 14. Nice. I got 9 plus 4. 9 plus 4. Nice. You'll notice a few of the patrons keep kind of glancing towards you guys. Just kind of, just kind of, just keeping you in their sights. Uh, the question I'm going to ask, I'm going to turn to Andros because I know I can sort of sense the sort of glee or just the sort of fascination. <laughs> and I saw him like scooping up the stuff and I, I, we're figuring out this about the graphite. And I'm going to ask him what he knows about graphite, about this substance. And basically I'm thinking about asking him if there's a way to create our own money, basically. Like, is there a way that we can sort of like manufacture this stuff? <laughs> The, the thought that's crossing your mind, because I don't understand what it is. My character is <laughs> it's just like gray powder. Well, having listened yeah. to episode 102 of the Erasable podcast recently right. with, <laughs> with Dr. Lenore Hoyt, who told me about the the chemistry of graphite, By the came out, which came out like five years ago, like yesterday, um, <laughs> Whoa. By, the, by the way. <laughs> no, I'm just I'm just I'm the thinking research. about yeah, I'm thinking about this. I'm just trying to like connect all the dots here. And I see that there is this very like loose substance and there's something that looks like graphite dust, which seems like it's this, the very building blocks of this this realm. And there's sort of an eraser which can kind of slough it off. And that guy, that elf said that this is the land of Graphia. I'm starting to kind of put two to two together. And I'm saying like, hey, it looks like, you know, we're, we're in a land where instead of I mean, graphite is carbon, right? Like it's a graphite's a different form of carbon and we're all made of mm -hmm. carbon. Uh, this is clearly some sort of a different fundamental I start feeling my face. Yeah. Like, <laughs> different fundamental structure. And I'm like, I think that we are in a place that is just losing, losing its cohesion. And if we have any sort of other kind of carbon on us, we might be able to like use the alchemy, use my alchemy kit, just refactor that into into graphite and it seems like it seems like we're in a land that is rapidly deteriorating and so i start i start sort of like you know taking taking my arm and just like rubbing rubbing pretty hard to see what's happening am i smudging uh, or am i not you you notice you you are smudging yeah and it sort of feels tingly like when you hit your elbow on a table it sort of feels tingly oh. and when you expose the white just in a tiny, tiny bit in one like little spot where you yeah. first started to rub, it'll it'll feel cold. Yeah. So I'm like, you know, we we've, we've been in this realm for only a couple hours now, and we're already kind of starting to come apart. So just be careful. Don't rustle yourselves too hard. We don't want to end up like poor Trisha over here, and just really have just really kind of come apart. So just keep your wits about you. I'm going to try to figure out what's going on. But in the meantime, it just seems like the, the whole of like the matters of being in this realm are, are slowly just sort of sloughing off. So those erasers can be very 
powerful and that graphite dust is clearly very valuable. So I think I'm not quite sure yet how to turn this into money or how to make more of this graphite dust, but let's, let's keep, let's keep our wits about us. Let's figure this as, yeah, if we have anything that's made of carbon, we might be able to like transform that into graphite. And my, my, my perceptive little character points out that you're rich and you're covered in diamonds, which are also carbon. Ooh. And you have magic. So I'm like, let's grind those things. Yeah. I have have big, big diamond rings, just like gemstones and jewels just kind of on my like i have a big ring that was my 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 father's and yeah like just like oh that's a that's a good point yeah i'll keep i'll keep that in mind in case our graphite reserves run low and we need to we need to do something so yeah i think we're we're drinking our drinking our beer yeah, i slide i slide one away because Ralph took water, so I picked up his beer, and so I'm starting <laughs> on that neck, starting on yeah. his now. And I'm just kind of like, well, guys, what's uh, next? Like, where, where, where are we going to go? Sitting, you will. So, some a young sort of human male. He looks maybe 19. He'll come up and kind of sloppily, like, lean on the table and plunk his tanker on the table and say. Have you guys heard of the Eternal Quill? Hmm. I think I saw them once at a music festival. It actually was like these two, the it was like these quill. five. Yeah, it was like an acapella group or something like that. Yeah. The death metal acapella group. I feel like maybe I have like, read about this in one of my ancient texts, but I thought it was I thought it was a myth. He'll like lean in close and sort of like get in like he's telling you guys a secret. And he'll say there is a myth that deep in the forest, there is a temple where you can find this eternal quill. And whoever finds it can restore Graphia to its former glory. And and as he turns, you'll notice he's got a white spot where one of his ears are. And he'll just take a sip of his drink and he'll... He'll say, of course, everybody goes to look for it, and most of the time, people don't come back. But he he always thinks it's out there, and he's got that sort of hopeful exuberance of youth about him. Like, one day he wants to go find that quill himself, um, but he just hasn't gotten the courage up to go do it yet. I I have a power, I have quite quite a bit of persuasion, and I would like to try to figure out how to persuade him to take us there. You can ask him and you can make a persuasion check. Pausing really quick. Do we want to do this and then end on sort of a cliffhanger of getting him to like, whether or not to take us, take us there? How do we want to just end it for the session since we're coming up on time? Yeah. So you'll do your persuasion check. We'll we'll have him talk a little bit. It's he's going to have to go back and forth a little bit on. You're going to have to probably make a couple persuasion because it's very dangerous in the woods around this area. Yeah. And. And then we'll probably just end it with whether he agrees or not. Got it. Okay. Depending on your rolls. Okay. Yeah, let's jump back in. <laughs> All right. I'm rolling. I am at 17 plus 6 persuasion. The 23. Yeah, he'll like look at the table for a second and kind of flex his hand on his and his tankard and He'll kind of look you over, look all of you over a little bit, 
and he'll say, what makes you think that you can find it? Uh, is he asking all of us? Yeah, he's just yeah. looking around at all of okay. us asking you guys. You're like, because you're going to tell us, dummy. He'll, he'll oh. take another like sort of belligerent swig of his, his drink, <laughs> slam it down on the table again. And, um, Samick, how's your, how's your persuasion? It's, it's good. I was going to say, I think I, I sort of lean in towards him and I say something along the lines of, I'm just like, the three of us have not known each other very long, but we've gotten, we've been, or sorry, we figured out a lot in a short amount of time and we've been through a lot and we're not from around here. And I know you're not from around here. And so it's in our interest to figure out how to get back to the world that we know. And I think that's what you want too. So. I think the only thing that makes sense is for all of us to work together. And if you know anything, I think you should share it with us. And if you can show us anything, we're not doing it for just for us. We're doing it for everyone. I'll make a persuasion check. Whoa. Seven plus five, 12. Not bad. Not bad. He's going to kind of, he'll just continue to kind of leave it, lean in like he doesn't want anybody to hear what he's talking about. And he'll say he will not venture into the woods, at least not yet. He's not ready, but he will share some information to try to help you get started based on the accounts that he's taken over the years from the people that have come into the tavern and went in search and then the few that have come back. He'll lean in real close and kind of whisper and he'll say, what do you know about mechanical golems? And then he'll, and that's where we'll end today. Yeah. Cool. What do we what know about mechanical. mechanical golems? Again, it's a death metal band that I saw. In a <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 I love the mechanical golems. Every time I hear of something, you're like, have you ever heard of this? And you're like, yeah, that's a band, right? I've heard seen them. I think that's just your thing. Just you just yeah. Just love. <laughs> yeah, I'll start making up song names for them. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Uh, so, or I uh, just keep like a. Like Andy Dwyer, I just keep writing these all down as band names. <laughs> we are mechanical. So, yeah, thank you all for, for tuning in. This has been episode 201 of the Erasable Spellcast. We'll tune in for the, the thrilling next episode where we venture off to find the eternal quill with maybe just ourselves. <laughs> maybe a mechanical golem. Who even knows? So, Monica, thank you so much for... Yeah, thanks, Monica. That was really fun. Leading us through this. And uh, yeah, we'll we'll be back at you all with uh, with another thrilling adventure pretty soon. It'll be exciting. <laughs>